Welcome back to your favorite Coyotes fan-made podcast. There we go. We are back after a little week break there, but we got a pretty good episode ready for you boys. How are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Been watching some preseason games. Excited to talk about some of these battles that have been going on there tonight. So, yeah, how are you, the rest of you boys doing? Doing well. Uh, definitely going to be watching the Kings and Coyotes game, uh, ESPN+. Plus. Thankfully, my dad got it today, so I will definitely... They're Kings fans. My older brother and my dad are Kings fans, sadly. So I will be the lone Coyote fan in the house tonight as my little brother is at school and my girlfriend is also at school. So I'll be the lone Coyote fan tonight cheering for the team and uh, the preseason game against L.A. So I'll definitely be watching the tail end of that when we finish tonight. We appreciate your service, Haynes. (laughs) (laughs) It starts here in 15 minutes. So, yeah, I will be – if you hear any such exclamation – just know something good happened. Right. <laughs> I'll be sure yeah. to edit whatever I can as best as I can later on. Uh, with Haynes, before we get on it, how the heck is your it's, dad and brother? It's the hockey podcast, man. Yeah, I know. I know. But we can't have expletives just bursting out and destroy people's eardrums. you got to be careful. <laughs> you know, that's what, uh, that's what I worry about most. Still fighting for that clean rating that we actually yeah. currently have. And if I ever leave, I swear to God, you boys better keep it. If I come find out as an E next to the Chirpin' Yodis, I swear, I swear, I will hunt every single one of you people, like, I miss the guy who used to rip on the French Canadians. Where is he? Right, yeah, I know. God you forbid. Just, you're just going to have to succumb to it, man, because, I mean, that's, that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm amazed we have it, honestly. Like, no one and us. In their little conversation ahead of time, there was a f bomb every what three words. Oh <laughs> man! But those aren't recorded, so it's okay. Our innocent <laughs> listeners don't have to worry about losing their virgin ears to that, so it's okay. Anyway, pre-recording. We should move along. Right. Actually, I have a quick question for Haynes. How the heck are your brothers and dad Kings fans? How did that happen? How, so clear across the country. <laughs> yeah. No. So uh, I mean, I'm Coyotes fan here, clear across the country. I mean. So pretty much the whole base of the story was I got, I have three brothers, two are twins, they're 18, and my oldest brother's 24. So my older brother got into hockey when he was two. I got into hockey when I was five. Uh, I don't know exactly how he came about liking the Kings. I'll have to ask him. I, I remember him originally having, growing up, having a Bredore Devils jersey, but he always had King stuff, and I think he just kind of gravitated towards L.A. And my dad, at the time, getting into hockey when my brother was, kind of just gravita- gravitated towards the Kings as well. My dad now loves the Hartford Whalers and I think would be the biggest fan if they came back, which a lot of us probably would. But, um, yeah, he kind of just – they just kind of gravitate towards them as far as I know of and what I've learned of growing up or I've heard. They kind of just gravitate towards them and all that. I mean, I really only got into the Coyotes. I think it was like the first hockey game I actually ever saw when I was little was the Devils and the Coyotes. So I got into Mark Timberdor. And the Devils, but then I got really invested in the Coyotes. So, I mean, yeah, we just we we like to torture ourselves in this house, and we really like to pull for the teams that play on the West Coast. So that way, we can be up until like midnight, twelve thirty one, watching the hockey games just to watch us lose, and then go to bed sad. So we we like yep. doing that a lot in this house. <laughs> Healthy dose of masochism. Exactly. Yep. All right. I was just curious. I was like, wait, she said that a little bit ago, and I, I just was like, how did that happen? Yeah, but um, it's, it's crazy. It, but you know, 
It's cool that uh, we're spreading. Even if I can go a quick aside, we check in our podcast metrics, and we have fans in Australia. I don't know who it is. I may have mentioned it before, but somebody, people in Australia are keeping us in their rankings. I don't know who, but thank you very much. I hope you listen to this. Um, yeah, so I just appreciate that. Anywho, uh, let's start today's episode. Uh, as it's been kind of in the news, especially in the uh, social media aspect, uh, Robin Leonard, huge, uh, should I say, calling out the NHL? Uh, as an active player, pretty rare case. I just wanted to, you know, kind of gloss up with you boys. It's from pretty fresh news here. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. So, what do you boys think? Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's incredible what he's doing. Calling out the establishment for what they've done, and he did take back some of the words that he did use against the Flyers' head coach. Um, I do think that's important to note. He did say he takes back the fact that he was responsible for some of the drugs that are being handed out to players in the locker room because he's not. He has no control over that, just like... But he did say that he does still hold the developments against him. But the fact that he's speaking out on a lot of this while currently on an NHL team is pretty good. He had his meeting with the NHL today, and he actually said he went came away from it feeling good, which he's not a guy who minces words. So if something happened, I would have... Or if something... Uh, if it was attempted at a cover-up, I don't think he would fe- leave feeling happy. So I think that's a good sign. Hopefully he's sparking change. And may I just say, make him the head of the NHLPA the player's head. I don't think there's anybody else here that could do it as well as he could, but that's my thoughts on it. What's your guys'? I, I yeah. I say I make agree. him the head. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Chase. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. And, um, you know, like, like you said, he, he's never been one to mince words or, you know, anything like that or twist anything around. Um, and, you know, following, I, I, I'm a Leonard fan just because of, you know, the developments that have, um, that he's overcome and to get to where he's at today. Um, I feel like that, you know, this particular subject, you know, with him having issues with, you know, substance abuse and, and this kind of stuff of the past, it just makes him such a perfect fit to be like the one bringing this to the forefront in, in the league right now. Um, you know, because what he says does carry weight. Like, I mean, he's had experience in this. He he knows what he's talking about. And um, I, I love the fact that he's, you know, bringing attention to it and, and calling it out because, I mean, th- this type of stuff, um, you know, I, I, I know it occurs in, you know, probably every sport out there, but it, it never really comes to light um, or, you know, gets gets any attention put on it um and you know obviously all, all this stuff that it, it's it's extremely dangerous um you know i mean it can lead down several several dark paths and um i couldn't like like i was telling you boys before we started recording um you know i i, I love what he's doing i just i i hate the team that he plays for but um you know it, it's just uh, this makes me an even bigger robin leonard fan and, um, you know, I would completely agree if, if it's something that, you know, he's comfortable with um, taking over and, 
um, you know, something that he thinks that, um, you know, that he can handle from a personal standpoint, uh, like the pressures and everything of, of being the head. I, I think he's a perfect fit there as well. Uh, but, you know, I mean, obviously he has to do what's, what's best for him and, and his mental and, you know, all that good stuff. But, um, you, you're, you hit the nail on the head, Randy. It's just like, he, he, he's, he's the one that comes to mind right now. And, you know, it's just all those past experiences and, you know, everything like that. And I feel like he can make some change. So I, I am 100% behind you on that one, man. That's all I got on that one. All right. Haynes, you want to say anything before I uh, wrap it up? Sure. Yeah, I think you guys uh, I think you guys both kind of really tackle all the main points here. I think Robin Leonard is, would be a perfect guy to be head of the uh, player safety. I think, personally, I think he'd be a perfect guy to be head of player safety also as well. I mean, we've seen some of the previous people that have been head of player safety. The guy now is... Uh, if I'm not wrong, I'm pretty sure it's George Peros. Um, Peros, probably not the best guy to be head of player safety, considering he was probably responsible for a lot of guys who had probably very serious injuries in their career. It'd be like putting, say, Rafi Torres as the head of that. So I think Robin Leonard really has his best interest at heart when he's coming forward and saying so, all this. I know some people have really gone on him for what he said, saying, you know, you don't need to be the guy who needs to be doing this, like stick to playing hockey, stop like trying to bring in stuff like this in hockey. Like you're just trying to like start something like I really reward him for what he did. You know, I not, I'm not a Sabres fan, but I mean, like anybody else, I was really frustrated when I originally had read that apparently once you sign an NHL contract, you cannot, they pretty much can control any sort of surgery you want to have. So that really kind of infuriated me reading that because that's, really taking away a, a, a liability. I mean, not a liability, but takes away a freedom for a person. And, you know, I definitely think as we go on down the road in the near future, I definitely think the uh, the CBA is going to be reworked with the players and all that. And it's definitely going to include more of letting guys uh, get the necessary surgeries that they may need uh, without needing approval for the team. Because stuff like that really is kind of screwy that the league – has it set where teams can control that? And I mean, Jack Eichel, I mean, he's not, he's not going to play if he can't have that surgery. And if he can't have that surgery, then he's just going to further worsen himself. If he tries to play on what they want to give him the surgery, they want him to have all it's going to do is cause problems later down the line and cause more surgeries. I don't understand why a team with a guy like that, who's your star player is not looking at, how do we give this guy the best possible surgery right now to fix this long-term for him instead of looking at as well, we can give you this. It'll be good for a few years. You don't need surgery again. I just, I don't personally understand it, but I guess, I mean, I'm not the head of a team, so I guess I really can't really say so here, but I mean, it's just my opinion. I definitely agree. You know, I think uh, I get that it's a business. I, I do. I, I get that. I get that these people are, you know, I'm sure Jack Eichel has sold many a jersey and many a ticket, but they're not horses. They're not race horses that we just bet on and things like that. Uh, they are living people, and we need to, you know, we should take care of them. Why give this guy the cheaper surgery that's going to cause more injuries when he should? This is your star player, the player that was supposed to bring the cup back to Buffalo, you know? Uh, and just to go back to the uh, Leonard thing, um, I think 
one of the things I respect the most is how, as we've said before, he, um, sorry about that, reading something real quick. Uh, just he says it while he's in an NHL jersey. He's still actively playing. I mean, a lot of old players will kind of say their pieces when they're out and kind of away. But I mean, the fact that he has the guts to say it and he he isn't afraid, doesn't pull punches. I can't think of many people that would say it about their jobs now, uh, myself included. Uh, and mostly the last point was the cool. The best part is a lot of kids are looking at him and are going to learn from him. And be like, yeah, this isn't right. And hopefully the NHL changes for the better in that aspect. These young kids coming in here, looking up to Blenner and these other players that have been making a lot of strides in that department. Um, but actually, while we're on the subject, I'm going to circle back, circle back again uh, to the uh, Jack Eichel thing. He did get his C stripped off, I believe, because he failed a physical. If I had that right, I just kind of saw the headline on that one. Um, and just while we're on the, the, the topic, uh, boys, what do, we, uh, what do you want to add to that? Yeah, if I can, I want to go first on this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, what's going on with this is, quite frankly, kind of ridiculous at this point. <clears throat> we all knew Jack Eichel was frustrated before the start of last season. We knew this was something that was coming. We knew this direction that this was headed. And sure enough, over the off season, he or during the season, actually, it sounds like he... Injured his back, and he asked for a trade-out. <clears throat> Completely understandable, given everything he's gone through in Buffalo, but Buffalo didn't react to it well, and they are trying to force him, like Haynes brought up, to get a surgery they want versus a surgery he wants. And I'm no medical doctor. I'm no medical expert. I'm not going to touch on that because I know the, Jack, the surgery Jack Eichel wants is one that's never been done. Uh, but to go to this level and have him fail the physical that we all knew he was going to fail and strip the C of your franchise player while he's still on the team, if you're going to go to these levels, just trade the man. I mean... We all know you're rebuilding. We all know the steps you're taking as a team. Just trade the man and move on. Get the rebuild underway by doing this. Instead, what we see is we have half the teams in the league that are afraid to make a trade because they're in the Eichel sweepstakes and they don't want to miss out on Eichel because they traded for someone else. So you're seeing a lack of movement around the league because of that. And it's just. There's so many reasons. I think finally the NHL just recently stepped in and gave Buffalo the ultimatum to share his physical with everyone, with other teams. So other teams finally got his medical information. Hopefully that starts to move on it, but just for his own sake, get that man out of Buffalo, please. Um... That's really all I have to say about it. I hope for his sake he goes to a team like the Rangers where really they're a center away from competing. But, I, well, really, for the Coyotes' sake, I just hope he stays away from the West and the Central in specific. What's yeah. your guys' thoughts on it? I'm right there with you, man. Um, just the, the, I mean, the, the whole ordeal. Um, you know, obviously, every fan base and Every team goes through 
crap, let's just call it. But, um, you know, I mean, this one is just, just from the start, you just kind of sit back and you're like, holy crap. You just kind of scratch your head a little bit. And it's like, n- none of this has made sense. Um, I, I don't understand what Buffalo is thinking that they're like, I mean, they obviously think that they're doing the right thing and it's clear to everyone except for that building that it's, it's not. Um, so it's, it's just like, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know what to make of it at this point. Um, I feel like, you know, they're digging themselves worse, a worse hole to get out of. And, um, you know, like you said, they're also in rebuild mode and, um, to do everything that's led up to this point and then now top, top it all off and mm-hmm. have the sea stripped. I, I just, I'm kind of shocked and I didn't think Buffalo could do anything anymore to shock me, but here we are. Um, but you know, I mean, it's just like, why, why is this even still a thing? Um, this, this thing is drug out forever. Um, you know, it came out that, you know, that, uh, the, obviously for I, uh, player of Eichel's stature, the asking price is large, but it's just like, man, why? Like, I mean, they, they were positioning him to other teams as healthy and nobody believes that he's healthy. I mean, this has been a very public thing. Lots of details are out there and it's just like, I, I don't know how you try to keep dying on this hill, man. Like, cut your losses and, and move on. Get him out of there. Um, you know, you're going to get some good assets and capital back, but the longer that they let this drag out, the, I mean, it's just going to keep diminishing and diminishing and diminishing. And it's just like, man, it it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I like Eichel. Um, you know, I've always liked listening to him when, when he's interviewed, super cool dude. Um, and you know, I, I just, you know, for his sake, I, I mean, he needs somewhere new and, you know, like, um, um, you know, like an organization that's going to support what he thinks. And like you said, Grandy, I mean, the surgery that he wants has never been done. So there is the chance that, um, you know, it, it could end up, um, failing. Right. So it's, it's, it's just like, but at that point, at least the attempt was made, you make your player happy and um, you know, if, if he never suits up again, he never suits up again. But um, the, the fact that we're still discussing this and all, all this time later, just, it, I mean, it's, it blows my mind, but sorry, I went off a little bit too long on that one, but uh, what are your boys' thoughts? Real quick. I, think- I want to jump in and just, uh, clarify something when i said it hasn't been done before what i mean is it hasn't been done on an active player before there's no player that's gone out and played right. after having this yeah however right. the doctor has been on the doctor that's recommending this surgery to eichel has been on several podcasts including 301 thoughts with elliot friedman and has talked about the advancements that's been made in this specific surgery since uh since that time um so 
I just wanted to clarify so that there's no confusion and no misdirection from anybody listening to this. But yeah, that's that's about all of it. Sorry about that. Get now move back on. No problem, no problem. Haynes, what you got for us, buddy? Yeah, uh, I think I think Chase, I think you really hit it there well. I think at, at this point, kind of playing off what you said, if you're Buffalo, you're not only making this situation look very bad for your team, but bad for your team going into the future. I mean, and what I mean by that is if I'm a guy like Jack Eichel of that talent and I'm not getting the surgery I need and I'm refusing to play and if people are coming up to me and saying, hey, what do you think of Buffalo? They're offering me a contract. I'm going to tell them no. I mean, that's just straight up. I, I'm, if If you're denying me surgery that can fix the issue now and not require me to have it later on, I be it. They've never done it to an active NHL player. But if you're denying me surgery that can help me now instead of only temporarily, and and then someone comes and says, well, would you go and sign a Buffalo? Oh, I would tell them no. I would say no. I would not go sign a Buffalo. I would not go and sign for this team because they don't care about me. That's why they have not moved me yet. That's why they keep dragging this on. That's why they spit my seat, which was Dumb in the first place. Everybody thinking stripping the C was a smart punishment. It makes no sense. It was not a punishment. I mean, I, yes, I get it. Granted, I guess if you want to view it as, yeah, it's a punishment because he didn't do the surgery the team requested. But, I mean, he wants a surgery that's going to fix the issue now. So I can understand getting the C stripped. I mean, I would I would tell them they could strip my C too. If I wasn't going to get what I needed – to help me out health-wise and help me in the long term, I mean, I would be okay with having my captaincy stripped too. I mean, I would think it's dumb that you're stripping me for something over something like this. And, of course, also he was going to lose it when they said if he didn't uh, pass a physical. Also, he was not going to pass a physical if he has not had the surgery he needed yet. But, I mean, this just looks bad for Buffalo. I mean, this is a guy who – if he doesn't play now, is he going to play in the Olympics is the big question. If, if he doesn't get moved and he doesn't get the surgery he needs, are we going to see Jack Eichel for Team USA in the Olympics? And right now, you're probably not going to see that. I mean, it, unless things really change up and, and advance real quickly, you're not going to see it. And you're probably not going to see him play this year if something doesn't happen. But it's just it's an issue that's been going on for too long. I We've seen this in other sports. We've seen these issues be brought up. And it's just... At the end of the day, I get Buffalo wants to try to keep him around, but Buffalo is not in a space to compete. They did not bring in the weapons this year to help them compete. They're probably not going to be a competitive team for a couple for the next couple of years. Move the guy now. Move him. Let him get what he needs. Get what you want back in return. Trust me, there are teams that are willing to give up what they you want for them. But you're wasting this kid's career just not doing anything, letting this be dragged out in this both give each other fresh new starts and start somewhere else. But this is, it's, it's gone on way too long. And it, frankly, all of us at this point are just sick of it. And we're honestly, as well as Jack Eichel, just ready to see a issue be resolved here and something come about this. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, I know I kind of said a bit earlier, you know, thinking about like not being horses and, you know, taking care of our athletes, but I mean, it's like, it's like Amazon. Everybody knows that it, for an entry-level job, it probably pays the most. You know, I mean, maybe there's no one that plays out there, but I mean, but everybody's also heard all the rumors. I mean, the bottles, the the lack of breaks. I mean, who wants to go there? I mean, none of us would, right? I mean, unless you just you had to. So yeah, players talk. 
I mean, and that's going to affect Buffalo. It's like, Buffalo, you're really, really hurting yourself. I mean, obviously you're hurting, you know, Jack as well. But, I mean, all future draft picks, current NHL players. I mean, I wouldn't want to go. Like you said, Ains, so expertly, I, I wouldn't want to go. If they're like, hey, you know, you want to come play for us? I'm like, mm, I might go play for Russia. You know, why not? But, I mean, I hope it gets resolved. I like to see, especially for Team USA, we definitely need uh, all help we can get. So, speaking on improvement and unimprovement, um, as you know, the preseason's going on right now. I think our game just started here a little bit ago, but unfortunately, I can't get it on there. Um, but, what teams do you think are the most improved? Not, you know, Lightning, obviously, are about the same, but who, who would you say has improved the most? Uh, and then we'll do the opposite here in just a second. So let's, uh, Grandy, start with you. A team that I think improved the most simply due to internal rosters and one very key addition, as much as this pains me to say, is the LA Kings. They are a young team that they're going to start seeing their youngsters play for them, their youngsters grow. And then they added the perfect piece in Philip Thomasino, or not, not Philip Thomasino. I am sorry, I have my nose mixed up. He's on Nashville. Um, Philip Denol, who is one of the best defensive centers in the league. Um, he's going to be the perfect piece there to help shelter Quinton Byfield as he comes in to help shelter these rookies by playing all the tough penalty kill and defensive zone minutes. I think that that ad was really understated as the year went on and or as the off season went on. And I think that's the best, one of the sneaky best additions made this year. Just watch that young team grow and they may not, be competitive this season. They might be one more year away, but I think that Philip Denol acquisition makes LA sneaky, sneaky good. What's uh, Chase? What's your pick for? Yeah, um, I am honestly with you. Um, I think obviously um, I'll, I'll save my other one for, for our hot take for, for around the league um at that later but um and it does it, it is very painful to say that it's the kings but I, I i truly think that uh that you're right on that one um and it stinks because you know i mean i am pretty much every against everything about la so um i don't have a lot to touch on about it but uh I, I would be in agreement with you there. And speaking of that, uh, game is delayed currently up on my TV against the Kings. Um, looks like uh, one of the officials got blindsided by one of our, our players and is down on the ice getting some medical attention right now currently. So it's going to be delayed for a little bit. Looks like they got the stretcher and, and stuff Holy out. Holy crap. So we'll see what comes of this, but uh, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Huh. But what about you two? I got mine. No, I'm ready, Haynes. If you want, you want to go first. You can go ahead and go first. I'll go last. I'm gonna say it, boys. Um, no bias, obviously, but the Red Wings. You know, they got that. They snuck Carolina's goalie away. Steve Eiserman's building it up. Uh, I'm very excited. 
I actually watched their preseason game. Unfortunately, the I don't know. I just haven't been able to watch theirs. It won't let me. Even though I'm out here, it still is saying it's not for your package or region. No idea why. Even though they're not playing the Stars. It, it's weird. Anyways. But yeah, I definitely say the Red Wings. Um, looking forward to seeing it. Definitely. Uh, painful rebuild. My uncle definitely has been drinking a bit more. For sure. But it's going to be fun. I can't pronounce the goalie's name. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm terrible with names. I could try it, but I don't want Stevie Y to call me and say never pronounce that name ever again and ban me from fanship. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and say thank you for Alex. I appreciate that. Carolina, the best gift uh, they ever gave us. Uh, what else did Carolina give us? Anything else from Carolina? Oh, yeah, Haynes. There you go. The second best gift we ever got. <laughs> there we go. I know it's North Carolina. I don't know if you guys hate each other or not. I sure hope not, but. Uh, I don't know. Some some people don't like South Carolina from North Carolina. Some people from South Carolina don't like North Carolina. I really don't care less. I like Raleigh, but it was too humid for me. I never want to go back. I have to, but I don't want to go back. <laughs> this summer, I, I'm not over it. I'm not over it. I am I'm 100% not over it. I can God. tell. Oh, it rained on one half, and the other half it wasn't raining. How is that even? Oh, God, what is Carolina? It's not even real. South Carolina Jeez. for you, man. It I wouldn't have believed it was a real place. And then be sunny as could be and 90 degrees the next minute. I'm telling you. Weird. And the weird traffic? State. Yeah, traffic's oh. bad. Oh, and Colo- oh my God! I was sitting the little yellow, bu- the little white buses they give us. Oh my God! We almost got hit like three times. <laughs> oh, anyway, sorry about the rant, but just—is South Carolina real? Like, was I actually there? I don't even know. It's oh. real. I've been here twenty-two years. I can prove it's real. Oh, Eric, it's real, all right. Is Tyler's gonna <laughs> delete <laughs> Carolina off the map here again? I mean, look, am I real? Do we really know? I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm a philosophical guy at all, but am I real? I mean, you, you only see my voice. You guys have never seen me in person. So really, I mean, I could be. But, <laughs> Ains, what are your picks or your pick for your most improved team? My pick, uh, well, first off, I, I'm i pretty sure the goalie that you're thinking of for the Red Wings that you guys have now, his name is Alex Nadalkovich. I'm pretty sure is how you pronounce his last name. I may oh, be yeah, wrong. I think, I, that's why I think that's why I've heard it been pronounced as before as Nadalkovich. I may be wrong, but... Anyway, see if uh, CBY my... is calling. You. Oh, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm seeing the replay now. The referee and oh yeah, he just he ran right in head first into one of our guys, Liam O'Brien. Ooh. It looks like and helmet yeah. came off and fell down immediately. Did Jeez, not look dude. good. But um, anyway, if I had to choose a team, and I might be a little bit biased because they're my second favorite team, I would say St. Louis. Uh, I think bringing in. Pavel Bushnevich was an, a great steal. First place, getting him and getting him over here to St. Louis was a amazing move by Doug Armstrong. And then bringing in Brandon Saad, who was a great second-line player for the uh, Blackhawks for so many years. And, you know, he was a great player in Colorado the last few years. So to get him over was a really smart move by Armstrong as well. But then – the trade the other day, trading a guy like Zach Sanford away and bringing some use for Logan Brown. I, I think Armstrong is doing the right thing right now. I think he's kind of bringing in a little bit more of some youth. I know that uh, Saad's not the youngest guy, but they're bringing in a little bit more of the youth and kind of mixing in with a little bit of their veterans. As you know, they lost guys like James Schwartz, who left the team, and Vince Dunn are both gone. So they do have some holes they have to – patch but and hopefully they can keep Vladimir Tarasenko around this year as what I've last heard recently he's on 
it sounds like good terms with the team. So hopefully I can keep him around because he would be a huge part to have, especially with losing to your guys that they did. So I, I think they brought in a lot this year to, you know, kind of patch up for what they lost and they kind of made themselves a little bit younger. And I think as long as everything can click together and Bennington can have a really good season and a bounce back and, you know, kind of prove that it wasn't just that one cup year where he was really good and he and kind of put like a Matt Murray situation. I think the Blues could be a really surprising team in the in the Central this year. Not bad. I like how uh, you and I went with our biases, and then they bit the bullet and went for LA. I gotta I gotta say, boys, <laughs> I respect the uh, I respect the bullet biting. This is uh, clearly an unbiased and uh, well thought out. What's that? You don't know how painful that was. That I heard it. You're that. gritting your teeth. Yeah. I heard the teeth grinding between like LA <laughs> and their oh, like I can feel it. I felt the ire. And they're also happy. one of one of the teams in on the Eichel sweepstakes was just painful as well to tie it back into the Eichel thing. It's just it's just like, God dang it, man. What what's crazy about that team one I don't think a lot of people understand about that team in specific is they could trade for Eichel and still have the best prospect pool in the league. Yep. It's, it's scary. They've rebuilt so well. And it's kind of, they rebuilt in the way that, well, Armstrong's rebuilding. They only kept one or two pieces around from their core, traded everyone else for picks and prospects, and then just yep. did a really good job drafting and hit on the picks. Yeah. So we're on the right path. Oh, we we're doing it. Like- Oh, thank God. You know, it's never been painful to be a Coyotes fan before. So I definitely, yeah. you know, I'm glad that yes. we have no pain at all. You know, pain-free. Pain-free. Pain uncharted territory. Oh, yeah. This is this is uh, pure bliss if you ignore 25 years. But any, anyways, what uh, what team? What's that? Ignore the score sheet. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm just going to be drinking beer and enjoying hockey. I'll be like, yeah, the score. It's like, uh, you know, it's like golf. The higher score wins, obviously. So, I told my I told my aunt as we're picking out which games of the season ticket package we're going to for the first time ever. I might be cheering for the Minnesota Wild when the Phoenix or Arizona Coyotes. Hey, what, what was that? Whoa, you said, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you said what? That's a dollar. Make one change back to the Kachina. Granny's over here calling him Phoenix again. Hey, I mean, look, I, you know, you know, I'm not going to say anything, Grandy. I'm not going to say anything. You better not. Anyway. <laughs> Phoenix Coyote Supremacy. Anyways, what Who team has... Uh, Which team what? did worse? Which team got worse? <laughs> hey, that's my job. Uh, you know what? I'm actually going to go to Haynes Neck of the Woods. You say the Blues? No. <laughs> I'm going to say the Carolina Hurricanes. They lost- this guy was like, oh, we did this guy. Like, no, you suck. Don't even talk. <laughs> All right, gotcha. <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, what, what could they have done? Me and Haynes got to have a long conversation while we were waiting for you two last week that never showed oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Me and Granny always so have I a long I feel like we're always on wait. like 15 minutes beforehand. Actually, yeah, I was here before dude, you today, so I get, the, I get the dollar. Um, But anyways, yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes. Dougie Hamilton lost and brought in... Oh, my God. I just I can't believe they actually brought in Tony D'Angelo to replace him. <laughs> all that goodwill, just got, all the goodwill they gained. <laughs> and Jake Vertanen. Don't forget about Jake Vertanen's record outside the NHL. They brought him him too, and he has 
quite a uh, interesting uh, situation going on right now outside the league. The Hurricanes brought in Jake Vertanen? I'm pretty sure they brought in Vertanen. I don't think they did. I have I think to play in the KHL. Wait, wait, let me see. I just watched the game with a minute. They can oh, yeah, you are right. I, I, I can't remember. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't Vertanen. Trying, they brought in someone else with D'Angelo that people are uh, a little against with the uh, with the whole Hurricanes right now because uh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe they were in talks with Vertanen. I can't remember, but I know that outside D'Angelo and, you know, all what he has to bring behind him um, outside of hockey, I know that they had another guy that they either talks in or they maybe had brought in that uh, doesn't have quite the best history behind. But, I mean, heck, neither do the Montreal Canadiens. But I don't want to start any problems with any French-speaking countries in Canada. So I will yeah. – Leave but, Mark Bergevin out of that. King's power yeah, play. They, uh, they did score. Yeah, power play goal. Galley was in the box. So, yeah, they brought in Tony D'Angelo. All the issues, everything that that caused. They lost Dougie Hamilton. They lost their goalie last year that was on the verge of winning Rookie of the Year. Now, there's some reason that that makes sense. His numbers really tailed off at the end of the year. He wasn't really yet proven. I mean, he's still technically a rookie. That's how few games he actually played last year. So I can understand the Canes not wanting to give him big money. Three and a half million isn't big money for a goalie. So, um, and to replace him, they brought in. Auntie Ranta, who is a walking injury, and they brought in uh, who's the guy from Toronto? Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson, that's it. Who was hurt a lot last year, but also just wasn't that good. He's very up and down. He's very inconsistent as a goalie. So if you want have an inconsistent goalie, you want a consistent backup, and Ranta, he's not that. With his injury woes, he's not that. And then, as much as I understand the move, and as much as I get it, but then after refusing to not pay Dougie Hamilton and not pay their goalie, they then spend $6.1 million on one year to bring in a guy who has never scored 10 goals in a season. Now, personally, I like the move bringing in Kotkaniemi long-term. But for this upcoming season, it hurts them. Um, and really, it's a long shot, but there is a chance that both the Canes and the and the Habs finish in the finish in the uh, lottery because the Habs are my second choice for this pick here. Uh, anyways, what is what is your boys' thoughts on a team that's really taken a downward turn? I would like to go uh, next year. I think yours was uh, great, by the way, real fast there, Grandy. I think, uh, you know, I, I didn't really get the Hurricanes move on, you know, going with the direction they went with goaltending. I mean, like you said, we don't know what Nadalkovich would have done next year if he had been the star. I mean, he looked really good in the playoffs. But I, I didn't really get the move of letting every goalie walk there and then bringing in two guys who in the last two years have been very injury-prone and Anderson and um, – <laughs> Ronta, so that was a weird one. But if I had to choose someone who this year I think is going to probably be, I wouldn't say worse than Arizona, but probably be really bad and 
I think a lot of people have probably been expecting it for the last couple of years now because I think they're starting to go through their rebuild or they're starting a rebuild in the next year or so at least. I would say it's Calgary. I would say that, I mean, you look at Calgary a couple of years ago, and, I mean, I know you're thinking, you look at them a couple of years ago and it looks like the same team, but at the same time, it, Calgary hasn't really proven the last couple of years that they're legitimate enough to get past, say, like the second round of the playoffs or legitimate enough to, you know, keep uh, pace in the division. And I think, realistically, I could see them and maybe even – well, maybe not even. I think definitely. I think Anaheim, San Jose, and maybe Calgary could be your bottom three competing for that last spot in the Pacific this year. I think Calgary, I mean, you got Matthew Chuck, which is great, but I mean, where's your youth after that? I mean, Johnny Goudreau is only getting older. You just lost Mark Giordano and your captain to Seattle. I mean, your your goalies this year are Jacob Marstrom, who was very bad last season, and then your goalie after that is I think is right now is Dan Vladar. Uh, if I'm pronouncing his last name right, he came from Boston. I mean, you don't really have a team on paper that you'd probably look at and think, yeah, this is this is a team that probably will be you know a top three spot in the Pacific. I'm looking at this roster and I'm thinking this is a bottom three team in the Pacific this year. And I think you know it really wouldn't surprise me either, along with Carolina, if you know, they could be competing for a roster spot. They didn't really do much this offseason to bolster their roster. I know they had kind of heard from insiders that they had serious talks about going after Eichel. But, I mean, I I just don't see where they're going to surprise this year. I don't think they have enough youth that really excites anybody besides Kachuk off the top of my head. And I don't really think their veteran group is – and all that's going to really, you know – push them over that edge. I mean, I think that they, they could still be a good team. You know, they still could be in the hunt halfway through the season, but I, I just don't see them finishing in that top three or four in the Pacific. I see them as more of a bottom three team. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I get into that. I, hope um, I uh, unmute my mic. Sorry about that. I was like talking to the, Oh yeah. Sorry. I lost <laughs> connection midway through. It's, it's been crazy on my end over here. The internet just loves me. Um, go ahead, Granny. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. I was just, Covering for you because I realized you weren't talking. Oh, appreciate. <laughs> oh, I was like an idiot <laughs> talking to myself, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I think uh, it's up to you or Chase now. Whoever wants to go first. Uh, I don't like Ottawa. Go ahead, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna stay home, actually, and obviously um, it's part of the plan, but. Um, we're, we went from mediocre, and we're going to be really, really bad. So, um, I know... Actually, you, you missed a really there, actually. Really, 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 really bad. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll probably catch a few teams here and there off guard and, and stuff like that. I mean, that, that's always going to happen. But, uh, you know, with, with our exits of, obviously, Kemp's and um, OEL and... Uh, uh, Garland, um, you know, it's, it's obviously we, we've taken a huge hit, but um, it, it is the necessary evil to get where we're going. Um, and so I'm call me crazy, but pretty relieved and feeling good about it because, uh, you know, after last couple of years and you know seeing that with what we had um you know it just it, i mean that there was no sustainability there that there was no really room to 
you know, elevate the ceiling and whatnot. And, um, you know, during those times, um, especially in like, you know, um, the, the playoffs when we went, and, you know, won the, uh, not the playoff series, but the, uh, um, the series to get into the playoffs against Nashville, um, you know, it was obviously probably our high point for, the last several years and then just getting completely demolished by Colorado and, you know, just, just kind of seeing firsthand up close and personal what it was going to take to move and, um, you know, ultimately get to where we want. It, it was pretty eye opening. Um, and, uh, obviously, you know, last year, um, moves were tried to be made and uh, a lot of them didn't get done. So it kind of, uh, you know, prolonged this process a little bit, but uh, I I am not expecting much from our boys this year and I'm okay with it uh, because I know that, uh, you know, we are heading in the right direction, but it's, it's going to be like we've alluded to in the past. It's, it's going to be painful. Um, But, you know, you, you got to live with that. Uh, you, your goal is never to be middle of the pack or, you know, anything like that. It's, it's either you're, you know, shooting for the top or shooting for the bottom. Um, when you continually shuffle pieces in and out and continue to be at that mediocre stage, I mean, it, it just it hurts everything. Um, you know, I mean, you might sneak in a couple times as a low seed and, get demolished um and you know and you're just like oh man well let's take a look at what we have and you know what what's up and coming and our farm was gone i mean um you know we unloaded everything essentially to um for and you know that season that we did win the playing series and it's just like man in, in hindsight it's obviously it was a mistake but um, you know, at, at the time it was exciting and it was like, oh, sweet man, we're, we're finally going to have something nice and we could actually make some noise. And it's just like, you, you get to that point in the competition of the playoffs and it's just like, man, we, we're not even close. Um, so I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to stick at home and, you know, say that we're going to be really bad and I'm here for it. But, uh, you know, it's just, just kind of one of those things. But, uh, what about you, Tyler? Tyler, you still there? Oh, uh, did we lose him again? I think he's yeah, muted. I think we lost him. So I'm going to talk for a bit. Yeah. Um, back in, but I have a team I wanted to highlight as well. My second choice, actually, in the in the Montreal Canadiens. Um, this could be the worst we see a team. Well, second worst since the Senators of a team that competed for a cup and then immediately fell off the year after. I don't think they're going to be bad enough to be picking top 10, but I really think we're going to be getting their pick in the 11 to 14 range. Um, they lost Weber. They lost the previously mentioned Anol. And I love Dvorak. Don't get me wrong. I think Dvorak's great. And Dvorak is better offensively than Danol is. But part of why they were able to be successful last year is Danol could just lock down a top line. And you saw him do that a couple times. Um, and then 
losing Kotkaniemi and not replacing him may not be the end of the world, but it hurt their already weak center depth. It's just... Oh, and then to kick it off, you have Carey Price either coming off of an injury or missing the first part of the season. Now, if we're going to be realistic and honest here, Carey Price didn't have a good regular season last year either. They made the playoffs because they were in a bad division. Uh, And even then, they barely made the playoffs. I think that's a smart thing. You actually just said that, though, Grandy. I think I just want to hail on that real fast. I think people don't actually, you know, take that into account. Now, granted, Montreal could be a good team this year. You know, Cole Caulfield, Tyler Tafoe. I mean, you still have a really, really good team on the ice and all that. But, I mean, you do have to take into effect where they played last year. I mean, you're looking at a team that played in North Division that was not the best-looking division, and – they played a team in the first round who is known to not be a very historically great playoff team. No offense to Toronto. Um, but, I, I mean, yeah, it would not surprise me to see a team like Montreal completely fall off this year and not be a top team after going to a cup run next year. But even with that, a large part of why they were able to beat Toronto was Philip Denol. He oh, yeah. shut down that top line of Marner and Matthews. And they Josh Anderson to- had a really good playoff as well. I mean, you can't go under and not think about him. I mean, he played a big part there, and he scored a lot of big goals for them, too, in that playoffs. Yeah, but he's still there. We're just talking about changes. Yeah, to the yeah. Um, so it's just, it's very realistic that they fall off this year. It's not just realistic. It's likely. I don't think I've seen anybody actually pick them to make the playoffs. Now, like I said, I don't think that their fall off is going to be as severe as the Senators, where they went from... Eastern Conference Finals to bottom five team in one season. I think they're going to pick, if I had a guess, I'd say they're going to be like pick 13 in the draft, which is what we're going to get from them. It's just they did not have a good offseason. They did not follow up well on going to the Stanley Cup. And it could be a rough year for them. And we've talked all of this about the Montreal Canadiens, and we haven't even talked about how it, we haven't even talked about how they bungled their draft. Uh, we're not going to talk about the first round. Just I'd go read about what they did if you want to hear on it. But just know there's a reason we talk about them when we say teams that have teams that hurt a lot of their goodwill they earned up. Anyways, Tyler, I think you're back. Uh, what team did you have? For most unimproved, yeah, my internet just decided to completely die in the middle of this, and I was worried it wasn't recording, but it sounds like we're okay. Um, I guess I'll find out when I edit. Um, yeah, I was going to say, actually, you boys pretty much said it and elaborated on it, so I got really nothing to add other than uh, thanks to the goalie, Carolina. Appreciate it. So, uh, did we cover the tank bowl competition? Or is no, that okay? Cool. So we're in a tank bowl, and who is uh? Who do you think our rival is fighting for that? Well, I guess can't say number one spot. I guess the most chance to get the number one spot. What do you boys think? We've so, already already hit on it for mine at least. Go ahead, Grandy. So yeah, I think uh, I mean the obvious choice is Buffalo. Yep. But I have 
a hot take here in the opposite direction. Okay. One of the teams I've seen most commonly referred to as our tank bowl material is Columbus. Hmm. I don't think Columbus is going to be bad this year. I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're going to be competition for us for a top five pick, though. Um, everyone's talking about what they've lost, what they've lost, and at the end of the day, what did they lose? Seth Jones, who say yeah, Seth Jones had a bad year last year. If either of if either of the two defensemen they acquired can step up and replace some of what he did, well, they're right back at square one. They also had every forward on the team had a off year. Patrick Liney looked horrible and lost on that team last year. I could realistically see him put up another 30-goal season this season. They went down and acquired Jacob Voracek, who, even though he's older, he's probably a better overall offensive forward than Cam Atkinson is. They have Cole Sillinger that they drafted this year that's in talks of making the team. Um, I don't think they're going to be that bad. So I want to take them out of this list. And I think, oh, and then to top that off, Elvis Merliskins, even last year, looked good before he got hurt. And then this year, we had the tragedy that the of uh, Curve Livings, who died trying to protect protect him and his family this off season. You better believe he's coming in looking to dominate this off season, and that might just be the edge that takes him from being a pretty good to a great goalie. He's still young. He still has room to grow. I think I think Columbus is going to be good this year. Um, so I'm just taking them out of the tank bowl consideration. Uh, anybody you, you guys want to add into it now? Uh, like Chase said, Buffalo is definitely my pick. But yeah, I think okay. they're always in tank mode, so I don't think there's any surprise there. Yeah, if it's, uh, I mean, in my mind, it's, it's literally Buffalo uh, that I think are going to end up being there. So, I mean, for reasons that we've already hit on and stuff like that. So, I don't have much else to add to it, but I completely agree with you, Grandy, on, on Columbus. Um, you know, I mean, it's just the way that team is built and, you know, the, the style that they play, the grinding and all that good stuff. I, it's not great for a player like Line. Um, I, I still think he probably figures it out. Um, he's got a higher chance to figure it out and, you know, than not. Um, you know, I mean, he might have a couple more trips to the doghouse this year and, and stuff like that, but ultimately, I, you know. Well, the uh, torch is gone. Right, right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, you know. they're not playing that tight checking style anymore. They're going to be a more open and loose style. And that, and I should have brought that up when I was talking about them. That adds to why I think they're going to be good. Is yeah. taking this team that's built to be an open, loose, go, go, go team and trying to make them this tight checking, play close team. Yep, yep, correct. I, I totally spaced that. That's right. Because, uh, I mean, that was always a, 
interesting situation. Torts is <laughs> a, a character, I'll call it, but uh, interesting nonetheless. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think that um, um, while I doubt that they sneak into the playoffs, they they have a, a chance to be a low seed. Um, but uh, yeah, to me, I mean, as far as this topic is concerned, it's probably always going to come down to us and Buffalo. On the Buffalo note, too, I just want to add they're a young team. We aren't. They're going to get better as the season progresses. We're going to get worse. That's just how it's going to be. So I think we could come out. I, don't panic, if that's the right word for it. If the Coyotes start out and are like the sixth, seventh worst team in the league because we're an old veteran team, we're going to come out firing better than some of these younger teams do. But like yeah. I said, we're going to get worse and then we're going to trade pieces off at the deadline and Buffalo, most of their core that they're going to have playing is young and could step up throughout the year and could lead to them having a relatively strong finish. So I That's- think by the end of the year, right now I'd have Buffalo worse than us. Us I think a team like the Ducks are right there, though they haven't committed to the full rebuild. The full rebuild, they could give us and Buffalo a run for their money. And that's the problem you have with all these other teams, is they haven't committed to the full rebuild in the way that we have. You bring up the Ducks, you bring up the Predators, you bring up the Kraken, you bring up all of these teams committed a lot of money to defense and goaltending, and that wins you games. We have a defense that's going to be pretty porous, and we have Hutton has not looked good in the preseason. <laughs> I'm just going to come right out and say it. He looks bad. And that's our number one goalie, and we don't have an alternate. <laughs> By design, it's, baby. It's, we're going to be bad. Buffalo's going mm-hmm. to be bad. I don't think there's any team that really stands a chance at catching us from there. I know people have insane Columbus, and that's kind of why I wanted to take Columbus out of the picture because they're going to be better than we think they are. Uh, but anyways, Hayden, you haven't really added anything to this yet. Do you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, I think uh, you kind of said one of the teams there, but I, I think only two other teams I could think of that could probably be you know, kind of in the contention for tanking this year. It, I, mean, I know I had mentioned Calgary had pretty bad, but I, I don't see them maybe being tank worthy this year yet but i could see anaheim probably down there in the bottom and i could see new jersey i know a lot of people are probably no new jersey has got dougie hamilton you know they finally have the pieces in place but i mean new jersey's had the pieces in place for a while now i mean they have a very good young team their defense i be it pk Subban has been a not the best since coming to new jersey i mean they did improved and bring dougie hamilton but i still don't think they're going to be a competitive playoff team this year. I think McKinney Blackwood at times looks really good, but at times looks really bad. And I think unless they can, you know, hope that he has just an absolute breakout year this year, I think New Jersey could easily be a team this year that, you know, be fine in that tank spot. So I I wouldn't be surprised to see either one of those teams in the bomb this year, you know, kind of dueling for that tank position. See, but again, they're such a young team, and I really think Jack Hughes has a breakout this year. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to, that's going to carry them above what us and Buffalo can do. And that's why I just don't see a team other than us or Buffalo because Mackenzie Blackwood's okay, but they did just sign a really good backup goalie actually. Um, and then Anaheim, Anaheim still has Gibson and Anaheim still has, still has most of their vets actually until those teams devils are on the other side of it where they're trying to become a middling team to try to take that leap to playoff contender it's it's funny how rebuilds go in stages but anaheim needs to enter the fray by trading off these veterans they have to truly enter the fracas in my opinion i mean you just look at the rosters buffalo and arizona I've been naming my fantasy teams Louis Erickson first liner because he is on this team. He's a legitimate first liner, and that's scary. And Buffalo has Jeff Skinner on their first line. It's just these two teams, this could play some of the worst hockey we've seen in a long time. But the memes of Louis Erickson are pretty good. Although Lawson Kraus just tied it up. I think Alchenik scored too, didn't he? I think I saw that. Uh, they no. originally gave it to Galchenyuk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they gave it to Galchenyuk is what I got notification of. That's what it says, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kraus got a piece of it, so they're going to change that. It's Krauser for sure. Was Galchenyuk even on the ice? I don't think he was. I don't, I don't think that's so. what it says. I mean, Score. keep in mind, Rec for record keeping, the NHL isn't staffing a full record keeping house yet. So, yeah, um, they actually talked about that on a recent podcast. But yeah, that's about it. Um. Anyways, I think we've beaten that subject to death. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, what next? Um. Actually. Speaking of hot takes, Grandy, you suggested we list out an NHL hot take this week to further declare war on the NHL team's fan bases here. Um, you boys got one loaded up, or you want uh, me or Grandy to start this out? No, uh, Haynes wants to start this one, I believe. Yes, I, I actually have two okay. hot takes I've been kind of thinking right, of. Sure, sir. I have two personal hot takes. The first one this year is I think Carhartt, not Carhartt, yeah, Carhartt has a bounce back season. That's my first hot take. I think we saw what he did last year. He was abysmal. He was very, very bad. I think with uh, kind of a revamped team this year, bringing Cam Atkinson, you know, hopefully, you know, shedding Gossespear and all that, I think that he hopefully can have a bounce back year this year. I think the Flyers could easily be a playoff team if he has a good season. So I could see him having a bounce back here this year. And then my other is Lawson Krause, actually. I could see Lawson Krause, especially on a team like the Coyotes this year that are tanking, and we've seen in the preseason so far, I could see Krause taking that next legitimate step and kind of showcasing what intrigued the Panthers so much to draft him when they originally did. Wait. Because this was going to be one of mine. I want to hear the goal total. I I say he's going to be. Uh, some people might not believe me. I, I think he could be a twenty goal scorer this year. I, I can't say twenty. Twenty one, baby blackjack. 
Give it to Krauser, man. You had him under five? No, I have him at 25. Oh, 25. Oh, I like, yeah. I, I about to say. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I could see that. I think I think Lawson Krauss really is going to embrace the next three, four years of this rebound. I think it's going to do him a lot of good. I think he's going to get a lot of first, second line minutes on this team. And I could easily see him really uh, taking on that role, embracing that role, and really becoming like a bright spot for this team this year. So I could easily see him being a 20-25 goal scorer this year. That's a that's easily accomplishable, I think, and for him. Everyone talks about the rough year he had last year. Oh, he had such a rough year. Oh, man, he was so bad last year. How many posts did he hit? I think we had it between oh. 15. The breakaways, the missed chance they couldn't just tuck in. I mean, he if there was a war for unluckiest player last year, it was Lawson Kraus. Yeah, I I think it I think it's gonna be crazy. I think he's gonna have a great year. And he's playing with Clayton Keller, it looks like. And then he looked Barrett Hayton looked like he was winning the early preseason battle before his injury, but Unfortunately, that might have taken a step back with it. But whoever centers that, Clayton Keller and Lawson Krause could lead to could lead to some great, great stuff going on. Yeah, and you know, I just want to add real fast. I think that's actually great for Keller too if he's on a line this year with uh, Krause, because not only do I think both are young and you know really could benefit off one another and you know really help each other improve, but I think. It's a great thing for Kraus to be playing with a guy like Keller, who's, you know, a first, second line guy. And I think it's great for Keller to be playing with a guy like Kraus, who's a big guy who, you know, is going to be a guy to stand up for him. You know, if he gets hit down dirty, Kraus isn't going to be a guy to sit back and just, like, not take it. I mean, he's not playing. It's not like it's normal where, you know, it's Garland, Schmaltzy, and, you know, Kells all in a line together and three small guys. I mean, you put – Keller and Kraus together, I mean, those could be guys benefiting one off one off one other so easily. And not only that, but it provides the protection for Clayton Keller. I mean, I know that he tends to be one of those guys who gets hit along inside the areas in there. You know, he's a small guy. And I think having a guy like Kraus out there on the line with him to protect him benefits him. And I think Kraus having Keller on his line benefits Kraus. I think it's a perfect match made in heaven for these two guys who play on the line together. To me, more importantly than the protection, because everybody talks about the protection, but yet I've never seen another player not take a run at someone because a big guy's on the ice. Yeah, it does happen. So, uh, to me, what's even more important than protection is give him a finisher. When you add him on the line and with Garland, they were great together because Garland was a finisher. Outside of that, we don't have a lot of finishers on this team, and Kraus is one. Keller's a fantastic playmaker and can create plays, can create magic. He just never gets the chance to play with somebody that can finish them. That's where I think we're going to see some magic this year, and I think you're going to see Lawson Kraus go from being considered this guy who's a bottom six power forward to a guy like a James Neal type who can contribute offensively consistently. Um, and James Neal took that leap at around the same age. So I think, I think we're going, I think we're in for a good year. I think I, I agree with that hot take a hundred percent. 
it was actually, like I said, it was actually going to be one of mine. So, you know, actually, for the first time, probably in my entire life, don't have a hot take. <laughs> the first time ever you're witnessing history yeah you know honestly i've just been with this whole application and all this other stuff i've been doing i just i really haven't had time to to think of a shit post to be honest with you i don't have one you know boys i i think Are this you, is called not being toxic it's crazy you just I ruined a couple, so if chase wants to go first <laughs> <laughs> what do you say chase i said you just ruined our clean record tyler Jeez. i know i know for once you know i i I don't know. I feel like I had to do that instead. I had to, you know, I had to ruin the the explicitive warning. It's an Omaha take. I, I kind of take, you know, give one, take one like a penny. So, I mean, I'm sorry, boys, but I just, I, I mean, I got, okay, you know what? Let's move Ottawa to Hartford. I, there you go. I, I missed the fact that he said that. Good catch, Chase. The guy who gives so much yep. attention yep. to this. Oh, hey, real quick. I just got a notification. What's that? Galchenyuk has signed one year 700k. No way. So he officially made the team. Sweet. We all figured it. It's not really a surprise. It happened no. well on the podcast, so I might figure I might as well bring that up. Anyways. Yeah. I'm happy for that, Galli. That's a good yeah, me too. Off of Tyler being the guy, ironically, who broke up our uh, <laughs> Chase, what's your hot takes? I can just edit it out. I, I don't even one's like a hot take per se but i feel like um the streak of pittsburgh is coming to an end man um i feel like they're kind of i mean, I mean they've, they've got you know obviously some of the the best players and stuff like that but i, I feel like they're um getting old man and i i just, I just don't feel like they have enough depth um to continue to make the playoffs and make any noise. Um, and I, I, I feel like they miss out this year, man. I, I don't know why, but I, I, just, I just feel like um, that we're not going to see them in the dance. And um, I, and I, like, I mean, I, the, the reason being um, obviously what I just kind of alluded to is, is I, I feel like they were stagnant and, um, you know, I, I feel like this has been coming off for, you know, now a couple years. Um, but I mean, that they just, they don't look the same to me anymore. Um, and all, all that good stuff and aging and it, it feels like they're, you know, trying, trying to grasp, you know, for, for, you know, the last couple of years of, uh, you know, Crosby, Malkin and, uh, Latang and you know all that all that good stuff, but uh, you know goaltending being an issue. Um, I, I just I, I feel like that is the one that uh, you know that that's my hot take is uh, I, I feel like they're they're gonna miss out this year. Um, but uh, what what about you, Haynes? You got anything on this one? Or I'm sorry, you already went first, uh, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, you know, it's funny. I was, man, see, this, I swear, the one time I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say the hot take. I'm, I'm going to let it, I'm just going to let it sit. At, I was like, you know, I was thinking about something about the Penguins. Then I was like, yeah, you know what? Nah, I'll just concede and be peaceful instead. I won't declare any war on anybody this week. But Faith went ahead and said it. So copy paste, Chase. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Can I add to that too? Go ahead. With Malkin and Crosby, because Malkin's out for what, two months and Crosby's out for a month. 
So that yep. starts him off bad right there. I'm going to go a step further and add to Chase's hot take, kind of like I added to Haynes, because you guys each stole one of mine. Um, Malkin gets traded at the deadline. Nice. They're out of it at the deadline, and they trade Malkin at the deadline. They've already not had contract talks with him when Malkin's camp has approached them. So they need to do something, and they need to do something major. Crosby's a penguin for life, so the obvious piece to move is Malkin. So, yeah, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to say, hey, Malkin gets moved at the trade deadline, and come at me, bro. <laughs> I and, like it. My personal hot take, stick with me, boys, because this one's a doozy. <laughs> oh, God. The Toronto Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup. Woo! That's the end of the episode. See you guys later. All right, have a good one. That's it. Have a good night. Good night. Nope. Not happening. They are. But you asked for hot takes. Hot takes aren't something that... If if somebody says a hot take and everybody goes, oh yeah, absolutely, then it's not a hot take. Come on now. Mustardable spicy. That's, that's too much, man. That's too much. Too much. I'm, I mean, we've had some spicy hot takes. Not me. Because I think if you, if you pulled Coyotes fans, I mean, most Coyotes fans wanted Kraus gone at the expansion draft. And if you pulled general NHL fans, they'd say the Penguins make this playoff. So we've had some spicy ones. So I got to step it up a notch. Oh. Um, okay. Elaborate, I suppose. Then we're gonna close this sucker out. I don't want to speak to any of you ever again. But uh, but yeah, I think they improved their goaltending this year by taking on, ironically, Peter Morazic from the from the Hurricanes, who was a damn good goalie. But yeah, they took on Peter Morazic, and they have, or yeah, they have Campbell still. Uh, their young defense takes a step forward, and watch out for Rasmus Sandin. This kid's gonna be good. Uh, so watch their defense this year. And what people forget is Denol completely eradicated the off the offense from the Austin Matthews line. The Toronto Maple Leafs were still killing the Canadians until John Tavares went down from injury. They lost John Tavares early in that series, and that changed the whole series. They're going to go into this year healthy. They're going to have some players take some more steps. I think you see Austin Matthews firmly grab the handle of the best goal scorer in the NHL. He's flirted with it for two years now, but I think he firmly grabs that handle. You see John Tavares continue his leadership and his growth under there. I think Marner surpasses 100 points. I think they take the first seed in their division and then they ride and then yeah, they win. I think they get, I think they have it this year. I think they have the cup this year. Um, I just, I think everything could break right for them. Uh, anything you guys want to add to that particular hot take outside of Tyler being completely and utterly done with me? Uh, I forgive you. If, and when 
Austin Matthews comes to Arizona after that tremendous goal-scoring effort. We've talked about this. I've told you them winning the Stanley Cup makes it more likely, in my opinion. And I think the relaxing of the dress code, which wasn't a topic, but I guess should have been. What about Haynes? Chase, you guys got anything you want to add to that? No, not, not really. I mean, like you said, Granny, I mean, sometimes hot takes can be something that everybody agrees for. Usually it's something that, you know, a lot of people are like, no, there's no way. And, you know, I, 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 I personally don't see it. I just, I look at the Maple Leafs history of, of playoff success. And even in the last few years, I know they lost to Vares and that was a big blow to him. I mean, I look at their playoff history and they've had some good teams that have gone to playoffs and they, haven't done anything, and it was like the Capitals for the longest time. They couldn't do anything in the playoffs. They always hit the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they they lost. But uh, you know, crazier things have happened. Yeah, I mean, crazier things have happened. I mean, no one thought Vegas was going to go the Cup their first year, nor do as good as they did. And I mean, we saw what happened there. So I mean, could could the Montreal or could Toronto be a Stanley Cup champion next year? Yeah. I mean, is it likely? Yeah. Is it going to happen? We don't know. But I mean. Uh, it's it's a hot take. I mean, we that's exactly it. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I mean, if it happens, I don't want to go on Instagram or any sort of social media for like a year straight because TSN and everybody else that's Canadian is going to be losing their mind on social media posting about that all the time. But, I mean, we don't know. I mean, no one thought Dallas two years ago would have been the Stanley Cup team against the Lightning, and no one thought Montreal was going to be the Stanley Cup team this year against the Lightning, and you know it, and it, and it happened. So anything can happen. Montreal has proven all it takes is one random hot streak to go. And, exactly. and the thing everybody brings up the playoff pass, playoff pass, playoff pass. The Tampa Bay Lightning went from being swept in round one to two. Time Stanley Cup champions two years after that. The Washington Capitals never have had playoff success in their career and yet won a cup. Playoff success in the past years is meaningless because that's a past team. You've made changes. I also really think that the, as well as he's meshed on that top line, Bunting's going to add a dimension to that team that they were missing. I just, like I said, when we do our preseason prediction, this is going to be my Stanley Cup winning team. This is a hot take, and it's a hot take, I believe, with full certainty. It's not a hot take. It's like the sun take. Like it, what? No, not just a hot take. It's a bigger word than that. I have no idea because I don't don't have a thesaurus. But that's that's okay, the spiciest take on the show. Take. They've been a it is. good team for years. This is the Leafs, though. They're allergic yeah. to success. Like literally, they have an allergy to success. They so sneeze. Did the so did the Lightning. Yeah, but I like those teams, so they can do whatever they want. <laughs> we're, we're an unbiased podcast. That's what we do here. Unbiased. So I chose the Red Wings. So I Haynes chose the the I said Blue Wings. <laughs> the Blues. You know, that's what we do here. Unbiased, certified news. Chase, you have anything you want to add to that? You want to pile in on me more? Yes. Never. Do it. Do it. Never. Never. Do it. No, I honestly don't, man. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't right now. <laughs> right now. Oh, come on. It sounds like you're holding something back. Let it fly. Yeah, Chase, I'm using the punching bag. This is fun. This is, is this what it's like, boys? Is this, is this the dopamine you guys get whenever you pile on me? You pick prevent one time? Hey, Tyler, we lost, yeah. our, we lost our rating. Why? That wasn't because of me. I don't know. I can edit it out. So as far as you know, we haven't lost the rating. Future you doesn't know. Neither does future me, but you never know. Anyways, come on, More Chase. Proof. You're holding something back. Today. Yeah, come on, Chase. Punch him. You can do it. <laughs> I know Wind you it back. You're Popeye style. Back. Right? No. Eat the spinach. Eat the spinach, Popeye. Come on. <laughs> no, for real. He I'm probably old. agrees with me and is scared to agree with me after that beating. No, man. No, I'm good, man. I'm indifferent on it, to be honest with you. So. <laughs> Well, Chase, uh, guess what? You made the list. Congratulations. Sweet! That's not a good thing. Or it could be a good thing. I don't know. I don't know what the list is for. I just have a list. <laughs> Chase, I'm on there like eight times. It's fine. You're on there at least. And you're, I've circled your name. I've put little stick figures next to it. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, you're, on the, you're definitely there. 100%. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I can live with that. Haynes gets a smiley face next to his for now. He can still fall. But he right now he's okay. <laughs> so the fact he lives in South Carolina, bro. How do you deal with that humidity? I can't get over it. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been here Lord. for twenty two years, man. I mean, I I don't God, know what to tell move. you. I've lived here for twenty two years. I live over here. I got a couch. Just come sleep over here. I'll save you from the humidity. It's awful. I mean, awful. I'm in Greenville, so the humidity's not bad. I mean, the weather in the, this morning, I think the high was like seventy three. So I mean, Greenville doesn't really get place. humidity, so it doesn't really bother me up here. You know, I've been there. I, I know. That place is awful. The, the air is wetter than the ground after it rains. How? Uh, anyways. Sorry, I just can't get over it. So, should we cover Garland and our former captain in Vancouver? At that bag skate? Actually, that's some pretty old news there, but I just wanted to get some quick thoughts on it. It's about to hit the speed mm -hmm. round before we get to my question of the week anyways. So, you guys Me have any brief thoughts? James talked about this last week a lot. Mm -hmm. Because we're hockey players and we know the bag skate well. I'm going to, so me and Haynes are in 100% agreement here. So I'm going to let Haynes take it. Yeah. So um, we, we kind of, me and Granny, like he said, we talked about this last week. Um, prior, before we saw, we start, before we thought we were going to start filming and we didn't, honestly. Um, we we kind of had the same agreement here. I mean, I know so many people are saying, oh, this is, this is what happens when, you know, go from Arizona and the easy system to, you know, to Vancouver where you're really passing. And, I mean, it has nothing to do with that, first off. I mean, it. I mean, could the coach – could the pass have been different? Yeah. I mean, maybe they didn't do as many bag skates as they did in Arizona over than they do in Vancouver. But at the same time, people, I don't think, realize how actually mentally exhausting bag skates are. We, I mean, we saw it like you talked about, Grant. We saw it in Miracle. I mean, it's not, it's not a reward. You don't give someone a bag skate as a reward. Bag skates are punishments. And I know everybody's saying, well, you know, OEL and Garland, they both were throwing up. They also can't take it. I mean, but no one talks about the rookies that, you know, that were going hard, but they don't seem winded at all. I mean, our kind of take out of it was, honestly, these guys, both guys are going hard. I mean, you're not going to be throwing up – doing the bare minimum in practice and then ending on a bag skate. Honestly, Garland and OEL are out there busting their tails out on the ice during these camps and all that, trying to showcase what they have. And, you know, and it shows. I mean, 
they have these hard practices and then they're a bag skiing and you know they're getting sick. I mean, if I had a really hard practice and worked my tail off and then ended with a bag skate, yeah, you would probably see me throwing up on the ice too. I mean, it's not something that wires cost, not something that I, I mean, anybody would. I mean, not everybody's going to, but I mean, if you work your tail off hard enough and then you're being told to do bag skates, I mean, it is likely you could get sick off of it. So it it's nothing that I, I don't understand where people are coming from in terms of, you know, I get everybody when they get a chance wants to take a shot at Arizona just for the fun of it and all that, but I, I don't see how you can. I mean, these aren't guys who all practice – just did nothing and just lollygagged and were getting sick. That was nothing like it. I mean, these are guys that, from what we've seen in practice in Arizona for, these guys work their tails off. They're the ultimate pros. They're out there. They know their first-line guys, the top pairs on defense. I mean, these guys are working their tails off in these passes. And, you know, and for the, to see them get sick is a natural response. I mean, you you work that hard, and, you know, you're bound to get a little, you know, a little sick, a little exhausted mentally, you know, and physically, I mean, it's 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 not a shocker to see this. I mean, now, if we saw this a couple weeks in a row, like me and Grandy said, if we had seen this, like, seven straight, eight straight passes, and, yeah, you might want to start to think, can these guys actually used to these kind of passes? Or, like, what's the deal there? But, I mean, these are just two guys who go hard in practice, and it's just the response from their bodies just having a hard pass and then ending on a bag skate. I mean, it's nothing that they should be ripped on for. It's nothing someone makes make fun of them for. I mean – I just saw it as two guys getting sick because, you know, they probably went super hard and gave it their all. And then, you know, and on a bag skate, you know, on a bag skate, you're going to get sick a lot. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of just exactly what me and Granny talked about. I mean, we we kind of talked about our experiences with bag skates and, you know, they're not fun and all that. And, you know, it is a different system over there that they run that, you know, that Vancouver typically does a lot of bag skating stuff. So, you know, maybe they weren't used to it, but at the same time, I mean, they're they're giving it their all. It's not like these are guys that just came in from the train and are like, oh, we're just going to lollygag because we know we're going to make the roster. I mean, these guys are giving their all. So, I mean, to see them get sick after a practice, after probably working their tails off all practices, isn't something that people should be looking at as, and, oh, they're getting – they've had such an easy treatment over where they were before in Arizona, and they're finally experiencing a tough situation. That has nothing to do with that. And another thing that's funny about this is that – the guy who tweeted out that video talked about how OEL was the standout that day up until that video. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, and he was apparently from everything I've read, he's had a phenomenal camp. This 15 second clip of him looking tired on a bag skate has no actual impact on him this year. Just, it's just ridiculous. What I do think it is, though, is I think it's the first impact OEL is going to have felt in Garland to a lesser extent because he did get a lot of stuff, but he didn't get near as much as OEL. This is the first impact these guys have felt of the differences between Canadian and American media. That's the biggest point to me about this. But... Unless you or Chase have anything to add, I think I'm re- we're ready to move on, Tyler. All right. Uh, but I get getting working out to your sick. Uh, we've definitely done that. We've had our suicides where you run it, anybody drops the ball, and one of our teammates always did. 
and we also had army uh coaches they're soldiers they were running us so i, I get that aspect and it, it sucks uh but i mean it's hard being an athlete you do anything it seems like and you're getting hate on or whatever it may be but yeah chase unless you got something to add i'm ready to start the speed round and get into my question of the week no nah, i mean um initially when i when i had seen it uh you know kind of before talking to you boys and stuff like that um you know the the things that i had said made made it seem like it was garland and oel only um so didn't think it was the greatest you know look um from their perspective but uh you know obviously after talking with mostly brandy about it so you know several other players you know we're having the same issue so um it you know i mean that kind of reversed that that for me um but uh, that, that's really all i have is you know I, I mean after consulting with uh you know experts uh doesn't seem like a big deal at all um uh, initially i was like oh man really <laughs> oel and garland so it just kind of took me by surprise but uh you know and- it, it is I'll be honest real quick, too, because I dug into it before me and you had talked, Chase. Yeah. I wouldn't have done any digging into it if I had just seen OEL, because it's like, yeah, that's rough. That's rough, but I get it. But then seeing Garland, it's like, wait a second. Garland is the hardest working player every offseason. That's not right. So, yeah, that's why I dug into it, because it's like, you can't tell me Garland showed up to a bag skate out of shape. You cannot tell me those words. If you tell me those words, I will call you a liar that Garland showed up out of shape. There's 0% chance of that, especially going to a new market, especially right. as motivated as he is this season. I give it a less than 0% chance he showed up out of shape to that practice. Simple. For sure. I agree. Okay. So we're ready to go to the... talk about our five assist boy. All right. So we had ASU's first game. They gave it a win. Joshy Doan helping out with that win. Uh, what was it? How many assists did he get? He said five, right? I think that's the total. I had it written down somewhere, Three. but I can't find my notes. Three in the win, two in the loss. Yep. I'll take. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Pretty dang good. Whatever, it's fine. We're to give it up as it is. And I just have to interject something real quick, man. Our jerseys are straight fire. Beautiful. Man. All oh. the all of them. Every single one. Oh, they just. I, I love. I, I mean, this is such a small detail, but I love the the state of Arizona, uh, um, and, and like the C and the A, like in in yeah, me too. the. God, man, it is just so good. I, I need some ASU sweaters ASAP. That gold one with Arizona, with Arizona State lettering? Oh, my God, forget about it. That's one of the best college hockey jerseys, bar none, 100%. I'll die on this hill. It's so good. And the uh, speaking of jerseys, uh, the Kachinas added a third team in Gilbert, and I guess it's Sedona. That's their third color there. So, you know, props to the girls out there growing the game. That's, that's great. I love hearing about these Kachina girls um, playing real hard and Growing the game of hockey out there. Really good at recruiting, too. Uh, they had some Girl Scout troop, you know, try and get some recruits in there. So I'm like, oh, that's good. That's great that there's growing. Um, and the uh, 14U, 14, 12 and 14U, excuse me if I can read today, uh, came back to win via a shootout. 
Uh, actually, it's about two weeks ago now by the time this is recording. But hey, you know, props to the girls out there. Really uh, doing us proud with those great-looking sweaters. And uh, if you boys have nothing else to add to our speed round, are you ready for my question of the week? Sure. Yes, sir. All right. So, as I'm sure everyone here has heard of and everyone listening, I'm sure Squid Games has appeared on your dashboards, your timelines, your walls, whatever you may have. Uh, basically, the gist of it is you play some children's-like games. Uh, you lose, you get eliminated, but the winner gets a bunch of money. Um, so I thought, you know, I try and keep these questions of the week's topical between either coyotes or some pop culture thing, uh, like Ted Lasso being the last couple podcasts, and we had the, uh, you know, a couple others like that. But my question would be to you boys, so I kind of give you a hint earlier. Uh, you get to pick a Coyotes player, or two Coyotes players, past and present. We both present, both past, one past, one present. By the way, you want to handle it. Uh, to play the Squid Games with you. So if you lose, you die. Sorry. Don't, uh, don't kill off anybody important, I guess. Uh, the games I've chosen, I, I kind of mixed up a little bit, just because a lot of those games are Korean. wouldn't translate with a hockey player. I don't think they would know how to really be good at uh, cutting open a um, honeycomb thing. But I chose Red Light, Green Light, 3v3 Hockey, and Freeze Tag. So, who wants to go first? I can if you guys need more time. Oh, I'll go, go first. Okay, well, I, go ahead. You know, I always steal your guy, so you go first. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I, I was being polite, so, you know. But all right. Uh, my first pick is Doan. His leadership, cool-headedness. I feel like he'd be really good at these games and would try his best not to get eliminated, as I would too. Um, definitely, his leadership's definitely what I'm looking for. And as for the freeze, the freeze tag and the hockey, since I had to play hockey too, and I can only really ice skate okay, I'm a bit of a tripod. Uh, I'm going to add in, I'm going to go with Verbata. I'm going to throw him in there. I'm going to go with two, two past Coyotes on this one. Uh, I feel like they'd be a good, good mix, those two. Verbata got some silky hands, so hopefully he can help out in the 3v3 hockey. Doan can just wear the C and yell at me and as I try to tripod my way through victory and not get eliminated. And freeze tag is anybody's game. Well, I guess I shouldn't. Yeah, they're kind of older. But oh, well, wish, wish me luck, boys. I'm pretty speedy, so I guess it'll, it'll be okay. Randy. Hey. So, right off the bat, I'm going to go Connor Garland. His stop and go ability, second to none. Almost. Um, See, I changed it because uh, of that reason. I was like, you know what? He's probably going to go Connor Garland. I better change it. I knew it. I knew it. We got red light, green light, and right wow. there, we already have. We already have you. You're done, T- Tyler. You're done for sure in three on three. Oh yeah. As you said, freeze takes anybody's game. But you know what? I think I'm going to go with a long reach. Okay. A long reach that will also help me dominate the three on three. We're going to go Martin Hansel. Oh, I almost, yeah, man, I almost picked down. I was like, no, I'm going to go with Rabada. Man. Nice. Really good, glad I went first. So, yeah, good luck beating us. Yeah, that's a pretty solid team. Pretty solid. Chase, uh, what you got? Let's Joe see. No, no. I, <laughs> not for this, unfortunately, even though. Joe is one of my all-time favorite Yotes, even though he wasn't here for a long period of time. I love me some Joe Cop, and 
the Joe Votator, obviously, but uh, yeah, he's probably the one running the games. Yeah, I am going Jacob Chikrin for my current. Um, and then I am gonna go all the way back and go Keith Kachuk, um, original Captain Coyote. Um, and I'm gonna take my chances with those two gentlemen. Um, obviously, Kachuk in his prime, hopefully, but uh, you know, yeah, you can love, uh, yeah, primes are good, yeah. Um, you know, just uh, for the same reason that you, that you kind of said leadership qualities and stuff like that. Um, and then Chikrin, I mean, crazy athletic, um, uh, might not be as good at like the stop and go as Garland, but man, uh, he, he can, he's pretty close. Um, and yeah, 3v3, um, you know. Original Captain Coyote threw up ridiculous numbers and just did a little bit of everything and feel like you need that. Um, and then Chick obviously can score pretty much at will, you know, from the point. So I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. All right, not bad picks. All right, Haynes, what you got? Uh, Chase, you stole one of my guys, but luckily I had a uh, backup there so on the list. So. Not, Sorry, not. But... It's okay. No, I, I had original. I had a different guy down originally, and I chose Kachuk last second. So I, I had someone to back up. But um, my two guys I would choose would be Lawson Krause and Jeremy Roenick. I think both kind of guys are really big guys, really physical guys. But I think both. I mean, we've seen Roenick's skill. We know Roenick could could score, and I think we're seeing this year. And like we talked about earlier in the episode, I think Krause is going to be a guy who's going to shot this year. So I think. Both guys would be huge, huge bonuses on, you know, physicality and skill. So I, I definitely would go with what it's called. I'd go with uh, Kraus and Roenick. They'd be two scary guys to go up with, and they'd be perfect uh, to protect me just in case anybody tries to run me. Yeah. Oh, JR, green light. <laughs> JR was one of my backups, too. <laughs> yep. Same. Good thing Good thing we both had backups for each other on, the, on one another. So now I want to see this. I don't want to see the you know coyotes get shot, but I want to see a red light green light competition in the coyotes. I, I want to see that now. Hopefully we can arrange it. It's a good exercise, I think. Maybe. But if that's it, boys. Ready to wrap this episode up? Yes, yeah. sir. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, boys, for coming on talking hockey. Don't forget to like and rate us five stars or subscribe and rate us five stars on your favorite podcast listening device. And we look forward to next week's a big episode. It is our season preview. We are looking forward to that one. But yeah. Big episode. And as always, thank you again for listening. Appreciate you boys. Love, love talking hockey with you guys. Um, it's always a pleasure. Um, and then, um, obviously, um, you know, just to keep on touching out what we touched on in the last episode and I mean, somewhat kind of, I guess, in a roundabout way at the beginning of this one, um, make sure if you ever need any help, reach out. We are here and always open. Um, we all go through our things and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just 
wanted to reiterate on that one more time, but uh, appreciate you all. And we'll catch you next time. And from all of us here, the Chirpin' Yotes, have a good night. Have a good weekend. See you next time.